English teacher, good morning. How are you today? Student, good morning, I'm doing well, thank you. How about you? English teacher, I'm great, thank you for asking. So, I heard you wanted to talk about success. Is that correct? Student, yes, that's right. I'm really interested in learning about what it takes to be successful. English teacher, that's a great topic. Success can mean different things to different people. Can you tell me what success means to you? Student, to me, success means achieving my goals and being happy with what I have accomplished. English teacher, that's a wonderful definition. Goals play a crucial role in achieving success. So, let's start by discussing how to set goals effectively. First, it's important to set specific goals that are clear and measurable. For example, instead of saying, I want to improve my English, you could say, I want to increase my vocabulary by learning five new words every day. Student, I see. So, setting specific goals helps to give a clear direction and makes it easier to track progress. English teacher, exactly. Setting specific goals helps you focus your efforts and measure your achievements. Additionally, it's important to set realistic goals. It's great to aim high, but setting goals that are too unrealistic can lead to frustration and disappointment. Student, that makes sense. So, it's important to find a balance between setting challenging goals and making sure they are achievable. English teacher, absolutely. Finding that balance is key. Now, let's talk about the importance of hard work and perseverance in achieving success. Success rarely comes without effort. It's important to put in the time and energy to develop the skills necessary for your goals. Student, I agree. Hard work and perseverance are crucial. But sometimes, I feel discouraged when things don't go as planned. How can I stay motivated? English teacher, that's a common feeling, and it's important to address it. One way to stay motivated is to break your goals down into smaller, more manageable tasks. Celebrate your accomplishments along the way, no matter how small they may seem. Also, surround yourself with positive and supportive people who can encourage you when you face challenges. Student, those are great tips. Breaking goals into smaller tasks and celebrating milestones will definitely keep me motivated. I'll also make sure to find supportive people to keep me encouraged. English teacher, fantastic. Remember, success is not just about achieving specific goals, it's also about personal growth and learning from failures. Mistakes and setbacks are opportunities to learn and improve. Embrace them as part of your journey towards success. Student, that's a valuable perspective. I'll keep in mind that failures are not the end, but chances to grow and become better. English teacher, exactly. Now, let's discuss the importance of self-belief. It's crucial to have confidence in your abilities and believe that you can succeed. Developing a positive mindset and cultivating self-belief will help you overcome obstacles and stay focused on your goals. Student, I struggle with self-doubt sometimes, but I understand the importance of self-belief. I'll work on building my confidence and believing in myself. English teacher, that's wonderful to hear. Remember, success is a journey, and it looks different for everyone. It's important to define success on your own terms and not compare yourself to others. Focus on your progress and the fulfillment you gain from achieving your own goals. Student, thank you for the guidance. I now have a better understanding of what it takes to be successful. 
I'll set specific and realistic goals, work hard, stay motivated, embrace failures, believe in myself, and define success on my own terms. English teacher, you're my one of the best student. English teacher, good morning. How are you today? Student, good morning. I'm doing well, thank you. How about you? English teacher, I'm great, thank you for asking. So, I heard you wanted to talk about coaches. Is that correct? Student, yes, that's right. I'm curious to learn more about what a coach does and how they can help individuals. English teacher, that's a great topic. A coach is someone who provides guidance, support, and expertise in a specific area to help individuals achieve their goals and reach their full potential. Coaches can be found in various fields, such as sports, academics, or personal development. Student, oh, I see. So, a coach is like a mentor or a teacher who helps people improve in a particular area? English teacher, yes, exactly. While coaches share similarities with mentors and teachers, their focus is usually on helping individuals set and achieve specific goals. Coaches provide structured guidance, feedback, and accountability to facilitate personal growth and success. Student, that sounds interesting. Can you give me some examples of different types of coaches? English teacher, of course. Let's start with sports coaches. They work with athletes or teams, providing training, strategy, and motivation to improve performance. Then we have academic coaches who assist students with study skills, time management, and exam preparation to enhance their learning outcomes. Student, I can see how sports and academic coaches are helpful. Are there coaches for personal development as well? English teacher, absolutely. Personal development coaches focus on helping individuals enhance their overall well-being, happiness, and success. They can assist with setting and achieving personal goals, improving self-confidence, managing stress, and developing healthy habits. Student, that's really interesting. So, coaches can help with different aspects of life and not just academics or sports. English teacher, that's correct. Coaches can be found in various areas such as career coaching, leadership coaching, relationship coaching, and even health and wellness coaching. Each type of coach has specialized knowledge and skills tailored to their respective fields. Student, how does the coaching process work? Do people meet with their coaches regularly? English teacher, yes, regular meetings or sessions are a typical part of the coaching process. During these sessions, the coach and the individual discuss goals, progress, challenges, and strategies for improvement. Coaches may provide guidance, offer tools and resources, and help individuals create action plans to move closer to their objectives. Student, it sounds like having a coach can be beneficial. How can someone find the right coach for their needs? English teacher, finding the right coach is essential for a successful coaching experience. Individuals can start by identifying their specific goals and the area in which they need assistance. Then, they can research and seek recommendations for coaches who specialize in that area. It's also important to consider the coach's qualifications, experience, and coaching approach to ensure a good fit. Student, that makes sense. It's important to find someone who has the expertise and approach that aligns with your needs and preferences. English teacher, exactly. Remember, coaching is a collaborative process, so it's crucial to establish a good rapport and trust with your coach. Open communication and a comfortable working relationship contribute to a more productive coaching experience. 
Student, I appreciate all this information about coaches. It's given me a better understanding of how they can help individuals in various aspects of their lives. English teacher, I'm glad to hear that. Coaches can be valuable allies in personal and professional growth. If you ever feel the need for guidance or support in achieving your goals, consider reaching out to a coach who specializes in your area of interest. Student, I will definitely keep that in mind. Thank you for your guidance and explanation about coaches. English teacher, you're welcome. It was my pleasure to help. If you have any more questions in the future, feel free to ask. Good luck with your studies. English teacher, good morning. How are you today? Student, good morning. I'm doing well, thank you. How about you? English teacher, I'm great, thank you for asking. So, I heard you wanted to talk about people. Is that correct? Student, yes, that's right. I find people fascinating, and I want to learn more about different types of people and their characteristics. English teacher, that's a wonderful topic. People are indeed diverse and interesting. Let's start by discussing the different types of people we encounter in our lives. There are introverts and extroverts, for example. Introverts tend to be more reserved and gain energy from spending time alone, while extroverts are outgoing and gain energy from social interactions. Student, oh, I see. So, introverts and extroverts have different ways of interacting with others and recharging themselves. English teacher, exactly. It's important to understand that these are just general tendencies and that individuals can fall anywhere along the introvert-extrovert spectrum. Now, let's talk about personalities. People have different personality traits that shape their behaviors and attitudes. Student, can you give me some examples of personality traits? English teacher, of course. Some common personality traits include being kind, outgoing, organized, creative, or empathetic. These traits can influence how individuals approach life, interact with others, and handle various situations. Student, I see. So, a person's personality traits play a significant role in their behaviors and actions. English teacher, absolutely. Personality traits contribute to the uniqueness of individuals. Now, let's explore another aspect of people, their cultural backgrounds. People come from diverse cultures, each with its own customs, traditions, and values. Student, that's interesting. So, cultural background shapes the way people think, behave, and view the world around them? English teacher, yes, culture plays a crucial role in shaping a person's identity and worldview. It influences their beliefs, values, language, and even their communication styles. Understanding and appreciating different cultures promotes empathy and fosters positive interactions with people from diverse backgrounds. Student, that's a valuable perspective. It's important to be open-minded and respectful of different cultures and the people who come from them. English teacher, absolutely. Now, let's discuss another aspect of people, their motivations and goals. People are driven by different things in life. Some may be motivated by personal success, while others may prioritize relationships, making a difference in the world, or pursuing their passions. Student, so, people have different priorities and aspirations based on their motivations and goals. English teacher, exactly. It's important to remember that everyone has their own unique journey and what motivates one person may not be the same for another. Respecting and supporting each other's goals and aspirations is essential. Student, I agree. 
It's important to be supportive and understanding of others' dreams and aspirations, even if they differ from our own. English teacher, well said. Lastly, let's touch on the importance of communication and understanding people. Effective communication allows us to connect with others, share ideas, and build meaningful relationships. Student, that's true. Good communication skills help us better understand people and avoid misunderstandings. English teacher, precisely. Active listening, empathy, and clear expression are key components of effective communication. By actively listening and trying to understand others' perspectives, we can foster stronger connections and create a more inclusive and supportive environment. Student, I will definitely work on improving my communication skills and being more attentive to others. English teacher, that's a great mindset. Remember, people are complex and diverse, and understanding and appreciating those differences is essential in building strong relationships and fostering a harmonious society. Student, thank you for your guidance and explanation about people. I now have a better understanding and appreciation for the diverse characteristics and backgrounds that make each person unique. English teacher, you're welcome. I'm glad I could help. If you have any more questions in the future, feel free to ask. Understanding people is an ongoing journey, and I'm here to support you. Good luck. English teacher, good morning. How are you today? Student, good morning. I'm doing well, thank you. How about you? English teacher, I'm great, thank you for asking. So, I heard you wanted to talk about the word make. Is that correct? Student, yes, that's right. I find the word make quite versatile, and I want to learn more about its different uses and meanings. English teacher, that's a great topic. The word make indeed has multiple meanings and can be used in various contexts. Let's start by discussing its most common uses. One of the primary meanings of make is to create or construct something. Student, so, make is used when someone produces or builds something? English teacher, exactly. For example, we can say, I want to make a cake or he made a table. In these sentences, make indicates the act of creating or constructing something. Student, I see. Make is used to describe the process of creating or building things. Are there any other ways make is commonly used? English teacher, absolutely. Another common use of make is to indicate causing or bringing about a particular state or condition. For example, we can say, the loud noise made me jump or his comment made her angry. Student, ah, I understand. So, in these cases, make describes the action of causing a specific reaction or emotion in someone. English teacher, that's correct. Make is used to express the cause and effect relationship between an action and its resulting state or reaction. It's important to note that in these cases, make is followed by a noun or an adjective. Student, got it. Make is followed by a noun or an adjective to show the result or reaction caused by an action. Are there any other meanings or uses of make? English teacher, yes, indeed. Make can also be used to indicate the achievement of a certain level or result. For example, we can say, she made a lot of progress in her English studies or he made it to the top of the mountain. Student, so, in these examples, make implies reaching or achieving a specific goal or outcome. English teacher, exactly. Make is used to express successful attainment or accomplishment. It shows that someone has reached a certain level of progress, success, or completion. Student, that's interesting. 
May can also convey the idea of achieving or reaching a specific goal or milestone. English teacher, absolutely. Now, let's talk about another use of make. It can be used in idiomatic expressions and collocations, where the meaning may not be directly related to creating or causing something. Student, idiomatic expressions? What are those? English teacher, idiomatic expressions are phrases that have a different meaning from the individual words used. For example, we have expressions like make up, which means to reconcile after an argument, or make a decision, which means to choose or determine something. Student, ah, I understand. So, make is used in these expressions to convey specific meanings that go beyond its literal definition. English teacher, precisely. Idiomatic expressions add color and depth to the English language, and make is often a part of such expressions. Learning these expressions can greatly enhance your communication skills. Student, I'll make sure to study idiomatic expressions that include make. It's fascinating how language can have different layers of meaning. English teacher, it certainly is. Language is rich and dynamic, and exploring its nuances and intricacies is an exciting journey. Remember to practice using make in different contexts to become more comfortable and confident in its usage. Student, I will definitely practice using make in various ways to improve my understanding and fluency. Thank you for explaining its different uses to me. English teacher, you're welcome. I'm glad I could help. If you have any more questions or need further clarification, don't hesitate to ask. Keep up the great work. English teacher, good morning. How are you today? Student, good morning. I'm doing well, thank you. How about you? English teacher, I'm great, thank you for asking. So, I heard you wanted to talk about the word often. Is that correct? Student, yes, that's right. I often hear the word often being used, but I'm not entirely sure about its meaning and usage. Can you explain it to me? English teacher, absolutely. Often is an adverb that is used to express frequency or how frequently something happens. It indicates that an action or event happens many times or regularly. Student, ah, I see. So, often is used to describe how frequently something occurs. English teacher, exactly. For example, you can say, I often go for a walk in the evening or they often visit their grandparents on weekends. In both sentences, often indicates the frequency of the actions. Student, I understand now. So, often is used to talk about actions that happen regularly or repeatedly. English teacher, that's correct. Often helps us convey the idea of repetition or frequency in our statements. It is commonly used in both spoken and written English. Student, can you give me more examples of how often is used in sentences? English teacher, certainly. Here are a few more examples. She often takes a nap in the afternoon. They often meet for coffee on Friday mornings. We often listen to music while cooking dinner. In each of these sentences, often is used to describe the frequency of the actions being mentioned. Student, I see how often is used now. It's helpful to know how to express frequency in English. English teacher, absolutely. Being able to indicate how often something happens is important for effective communication. Often is a useful word to express that concept. Student, is there anything else I should know about using often? English teacher, yes, there's one more thing to keep in mind. The placement of often in a sentence can vary.
It can be placed before the main verb, after the verb be, or at the beginning or end of a sentence for emphasis. Student, could you give me an example of how often can be placed differently in a sentence? English teacher, certainly. Let's take the sentence he often reads books. Here are a few variations. Often, he reads books. He reads books often. He reads books very often. In these variations, the placement of often changes, but the meaning remains the same. It's a matter of stylistic preference and emphasis. Student, I understand now. The placement of often can be flexible depending on how we want to structure our sentences. English teacher, exactly. It's important to remember that English allows for some flexibility in word order and emphasis. As you become more comfortable with the language, you'll develop your own style and preferences. Student, thank you for explaining often to me. I feel more confident in using it now. English teacher, you're welcome. I'm glad I could help. If you have any more questions or need further clarification, don't hesitate to ask. Keep practicing, and your English skills will continue to improve. English teacher, good morning. How are you today? Student, good morning. I'm doing well, thank you. How about you? English teacher, I'm great, thank you for asking. So, I heard you wanted to talk about the word challenging. Is that correct? Student, yes, that's right. I often come across the word challenging, but I'm not entirely sure about its meaning and how to use it properly. Can you explain it to me? English teacher, absolutely. The word challenging is an adjective that describes something that is difficult or demanding. It refers to situations, tasks, or activities that require effort, skill, or determination to overcome. Student, I see. So, challenging is used to describe something that is not easy and requires a lot of effort. English teacher, exactly. For example, you can say, I find math problems challenging or learning a new language can be challenging. In both sentences, challenging is used to express the difficulty or the level of effort required. Student, I understand now. So, challenging is used to describe things that are difficult or require a lot of effort. English teacher, that's correct. Challenging is commonly used to describe academic tasks, professional endeavors, physical activities, and even personal situations that test our abilities and require us to work hard to overcome them. Student, can you give me more examples of how challenging is used in sentences? English teacher, certainly. Here are a few more examples. Climbing Mount Everest is a challenging feat. Writing a research paper can be challenging, but it's also rewarding. Running a marathon is a challenging goal to achieve. In each of these sentences, challenging is used to describe something that is difficult and requires perseverance and determination. Student, I see how challenging is used now. It helps to express the difficulty or the level of effort needed for certain tasks or activities. English teacher, absolutely. It's important to have a variety of words to describe the level of difficulty we encounter in different situations. Challenging is a useful word in that regard. Student, is there anything else I should know about using challenging? English teacher, yes, there's one more thing to keep in mind. Challenging can also be used in a positive sense, as it often implies an opportunity for growth, learning, and personal development. It's a chance to push ourselves and expand our capabilities. Student, that's interesting. 
So, even though something may be challenging, it can also be an opportunity for personal growth and improvement. English teacher, exactly. It's important to approach challenges with a positive mindset and see them as opportunities for self-improvement. Embracing challenges can lead to great achievements and personal growth. Student, thank you for explaining challenging to me. I now have a better understanding of its meaning and how to use it correctly. English teacher, you're welcome. I'm glad I could help. If you have any more questions or need further clarification, don't hesitate to ask. Challenges are a part of life, and with determination and perseverance, you can overcome them. Keep up the great work. English teacher, good morning. How are you today? Student, good morning. I'm doing well, thank you. How about you? English teacher, I'm great, thank you for asking. So, I heard you wanted to talk about the word journey. Is that correct? Student, yes, that's right. I often hear the word journey being used, but I'm not entirely sure about its meaning and usage. Can you explain it to me? English teacher, absolutely. The word journey refers to a traveling from one place to another, typically over a long distance or a significant period of time. It can be both a literal and metaphorical term. Student, I see. So, journey is used to describe the act of traveling from one place to another, whether physically or metaphorically. English teacher, that's correct. For example, we can say, I'm going on a journey to Europe next week or life is a journey filled with ups and downs. In both cases, journey is used to describe a process of traveling or progressing through different experiences. Student, I understand now. So, journey can refer to both physical travel and the broader experience of life. English teacher, precisely. Journey can be used to describe physical trips, such as vacations or business travels, as well as the metaphorical journey of personal growth, learning, or achieving goals. Student, can you give me more examples of how journey is used in sentences? English teacher, certainly. Here are a few more examples. She embarked on a spiritual journey to find inner peace. The marathon was a long and challenging journey, but he crossed the finish line. The book takes readers on a journey through history and culture. In these sentences, journey is used to describe different types of experiences and progressions. Student, I see how journey is used now. It helps to express the idea of progress and experiences in both literal and metaphorical sense. English teacher, absolutely. Journey is a versatile word that allows us to capture the concept of travel, personal growth, and the process of reaching a destination, both physical and metaphorical. Student, is there anything else I should know about using journey? English teacher, yes, there's one more thing to keep in mind. Journey is often used in a positive and reflective sense. It implies a sense of purpose, discovery, and transformation. It reminds us that the process and the experiences along the way are as important as the destination itself. Student, that's interesting. So, journey encourages us to appreciate the experiences and growth that occur during the process, rather than just focusing on the end result. English teacher, exactly. It's important to embrace the journey, learn from the challenges and experiences, and appreciate the progress you make along the way. Student, thank you for explaining journey to me. I now have a better understanding of its meaning and how to use it correctly. English teacher, you're welcome. I'm glad I could help. If you have any more questions or need further clarification, don't hesitate to ask. 
Life is a journey, and I'm here to support you on your language learning journey. Keep up the great work. English teacher, good morning. How are you today? Student, good morning. I'm doing well, thank you. How about you? English teacher, I'm great, thank you for asking. So, I heard you wanted to talk about the word where. Is that correct? Student, yes, that's right. I often get confused about how to use where in different contexts. Can you help me understand it better? English teacher, absolutely. Where is an adverb that is used to ask about or indicate a location or place. It helps us understand the position or whereabouts of something or someone. Student, ah, I see. So, where is used to talk about a specific location or place. English teacher, that's correct. For example, you can ask, where is the library? Or do you know where she lives? In both sentences, where is used to inquire about a specific place or to indicate a location. Student, I understand now. So, where is used to ask about or indicate a specific location or place. English teacher, exactly. Where is a versatile word that allows us to seek information about a particular place or to describe the position of something or someone. Student, can you give me more examples of how where is used in sentences? English teacher, certainly. Here are a few more examples. Where did you go on your vacation? I wonder where my keys are. Do you know where the nearest post office is? In each of these sentences, where is used to inquire about a location or to express uncertainty about the position of something. Student, I see how where is used now. It helps to indicate a specific place or to seek information about a location. English teacher, that's right. It's important to use where when you want to talk about or ask about a specific place or position. Student, is there anything else I should know about using where? English teacher, yes, there's one more thing to keep in mind. Where is often used in conjunction with other words to form different phrases or expressions. For example, we have where are you from? To ask about someone's place of origin, or wherever you go to indicate that something applies no matter the location. Student, ah, I understand. So, where can be combined with other words to form different expressions that relate to location or position? English teacher, exactly. Where is often used in conjunction with prepositions, such as from, to, in, or at, to provide more specific information about the location or direction. Student, thank you for explaining where to me. I now have a better understanding of its meaning and usage. English teacher, you're welcome. I'm glad I could help. If you have any more questions or need further clarification, don't hesitate to ask. Remember, knowing how to express and understand location is important for effective communication. Keep up the great work. English teacher, good morning. How are you today? Student, good morning. I'm doing well, thank you. How about you? English teacher, I'm great, thank you for asking. So, I heard you wanted to talk about the word life. Is that correct? Student, yes, that's right. I often hear the word life being used, but I'm not entirely sure about its meaning and usage. Can you explain it to me? English teacher, absolutely. Life is a noun that refers to the existence of living organisms, including human beings. It encompasses the experiences, activities, and events that occur during a person's time on Earth. Student, I see. 
So, life is used to talk about the overall existence and experiences of living beings. English teacher, that's correct. For example, you can say, life is precious or she enjoys the simple pleasures of life. In both sentences, life is used to refer to the entire span of experiences and activities that make up a person's existence. Student, I understand now. So, life encompasses everything that happens to a person during their time on earth. English teacher, exactly. Life is a broad term that covers various aspects of human existence, such as relationships, work, hobbies, and personal growth. Student, can you give me more examples of how life is used in sentences? English teacher, certainly. Here are a few more examples. Life is full of surprises. He is trying to find his purpose in life. The birth of a child brings new life into the world. In each of these sentences, life is used to describe different aspects of existence and the experiences associated with it. Student, I see how life is used now. It helps to express the overall concept of existence and the experiences that come with it. English teacher, that's correct. Life is a versatile word that allows us to talk about the entirety of human existence and the events and activities that shape it. Student, is there anything else I should know about using life? English teacher, yes, there's one more thing to keep in mind. Life can also be used metaphorically to represent vitality, energy, or the essence of living. For example, we have expressions like live your best life or life is what you make it, which convey the idea of embracing and maximizing the opportunities and experiences available to us. Student, ah, I understand. So, life can be used metaphorically to talk about living to the fullest and making the most of our experiences. English teacher, exactly. Life is often used in expressions that encourage us to appreciate and seize the opportunities that come our way, and to live with a sense of purpose and fulfillment. Student, thank you for explaining life to me. I now have a better understanding of its meaning and how to use it correctly. English teacher, you're welcome. I'm glad I could help. If you have any more questions or need further clarification, don't hesitate to ask. Remember, life is a precious gift, and it's important to make the most of it. Keep up the great work.